Welcome back to Sub Zero Sports. Here with my good, longtime best friend, Austin Poole. How are you doing today, buddy? Man, if I was doing any better, I couldn't stand it. <sighs> well, I'm the one leading off the intro today. We're going to talk a little bit about the UFC fight. Um, might talk a little bit about XFL. Uh, we'll get into some things, but let's go ahead and start it off, Austin. Uh, I was too old. I did not watch the <laughs> UFC fight this weekend. Grandpa. Went to bed about 9 o'clock. Uh, had to read the newspaper and uh, wake up at 6 a.m. to stretch out my back, you know. So, okay. Austin's going to talk a little bit about the UFC fight. What you think about it, Austin? Well, first off, I need you to get more in tune with the sports world and stop being such an old man because you are 23 okay. years old. It's so. okay. We all age differently. <laughs> so, UFC 247, a little recap. Well, basically, all anyone cares about from the entire card was Johnny Bones Jones and Dominic Reyes for the light heavyweight title. And everyone wants to know, did they get it right? So, that's a really tough question to answer, in my opinion. No, they didn't get it right. What do you think? What do you think about it? Well, like I said, I didn't I didn't watch the fight, but you know, I watched replays and all that. Uh what they scored at three two. They scored it so they scored it four one Jones, one four, guy. One. Four one. One guy had it four one. Well my, what what I was hearing most people said it was three two Reyes. Uh, yeah, that's what I was that's, that was a consensus pick was three two Reyes. The other two judges had three two Jones, he won unanimous decision, yeah. which I called by the way. I don't necessarily agree uh, with the fact that the challenger has to knock out the champion uh, I, but I, but at the same time I kind of do but I don't know uh, it's if at least uh, one thing the UFC has been consistent with is it seems like the challenger has to knock out the champion to get the title from them so I, I agree for the most part they've been consistent not in all cases but in a lot of cases that seems to be what the challenger has to do to win the championship. And I just think that's awful. I think that's yep. a terrible precedent to set. Like, okay, so clearly, if we go clearly, five-round fight, challenger wins three, champion wins two, why are, why are we going to – just because he's got the belt already? You, when you step – Just giving the champion the benefit of the doubt, I imagine, is what, is what they think. So, like, when you step in there, though, like, you're two fighters, it's a brand-new fight. Like, nothing – like, your previous – uh, championship defenses do not matter to the guy you're facing now. Like, and you shouldn't be penalizing your challenger, Dominic Reyes in this case, when he had nothing to do with that buildup. He did everything he had to do to get to that point, and he deserved a fair. I don't think it was like rigged or anything. Like, I don't think it was just intentionally gave it to Jones. I just think, just like you were saying, they thought, well, Reyes needed to do more to win the fight, and I just didn't think so. He had more total strikes. He had more significant strikes. He had more strikes to the body. He had more strikes to the head. John Jones was two of nine on takedowns. People are saying, oh, well, John Jones took him down. That that gives him points right there. He was two of nine. When's the last time someone stuffed seven of John Jones' takedown attempts? Like, Probably been a while. Yeah, like ever. wrestling, he completely held his own. I think one reason they gave Jones the nine is because he pushed the pace. He was the one like pushing forward pretty much the entire fight. He never was fighting off his back foot. But... He had he was putting forth like no offense. It was consistent body kicks, front leg kicks, like the occasional high kick, the front jab. Like he really wasn't mixing in like a lot of power punches. And I mean, neither was Reyes. Like the fight was a good fight, but it wasn't just like high intensity the whole time. Like they were picking their, 
you know, they were being super meticulous with when and what they were throwing. Good fight, great fight. But in my opinion, Reyes did enough. Um, I get, I had it 48-47 Reyes. Not that my opinion matters at all. But I had Reyes going three rounds to two. So I mean, from what I heard, Jones came came on really strong in the fourth and fifth round. He did. He See, and that's what I thought. I, I, after three rounds, I was like, man, John Jones is going to have to knock this guy out. Like, I thought it was 3-0 Reyes after the first three rounds. And then, yeah, for sure, Jones took over. I think one guy had it. 10-8 for Jones and had it a draw. I saw. Like, just a just an MMA guy. But he had it 10-8 for Jones in the fifth and had it as a tie at 48 apiece. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people are saying the second round could have gone either way. That could have been Jones' round. And like I said, I don't think it was just like Reyes just got absolutely cheated. But I, do, I did think he won the fight. I thought he won the fight. And so here, here's a question for you. Since Reyes didn't do anything wrong, let's put that out there. Like he no. didn't do anything to lose that fight. Like he he got a little complacent in those championship rounds, which is one reason I think Jones won them. So with that being said, everyone's been saying they want to see John Jones go to heavyweight, and can we get Brock Lesnar to return? Does he want to go Stipe Miocic? Do we want to see a Daniel Cormier at heavyweight, or does he need to stay at two hundred five? And does Reyes deserve an immediate rematch? I mean, you got to say he deserves a rematch. I mean, when the fight's that close, I don't see how you don't. Uh, I mean, if Reyes, probably you would say Reyes is the people's champion. Uh, I mean, another thing you can look at are people getting tired of seeing John Jones on top. Uh, the fight's that close, and that's why they're just wanting to say it's Reyes winning. Uh, I know you have Corm- uh, some other fighters like Cormier said it really could have gone either way. He personally had it Reyes 3-2 as well. But uh, – Maybe the fight was closer than what we thought. Maybe just the, some of the people were getting tired of seeing Jones on top is another way to look at it as well. I'll tell you this. Dana White had a 3-2 Reyes. Really? Not that he can change anything. I mean, no. but he had a 3-2 Reyes. But I'll say this. Reyes deserves an immediate rematch. Yep, he will, I agree. He will not get one. He will not get one because... Because Jones moves to heavyweight or what? Yeah, because Jones moves to... Because... So, and I, I am in this group, like... I think a lot of people think this way. Jones, or Reyes rather, deserves the immediate rematch. Everyone wants to see Jones go to heavyweight. Like, even though it was such a close fight, people think Reyes won. Like, if you're just putting up a poll right now to vote, people are going to say, oh, we'd much rather see Jones move up and fight Stipe Miocic than another Reyes rematch. I mean, he really doesn't have much else to prove in light heavyweight. I mean, Which is exactly why people are tired of seeing this. Yeah. And really, like, before they fight John Jones, these challengers are kind of nobodies. Like, yeah, Reyes was undefeated, but, like, people didn't know who that was before he no. was signed on to fight John Jones. Nope. Like, same thing with Tiago Santos in the fight before. the fight that kind of kickstarts his career. You know, he was 12-0 and before this point, and uh, he just took Jones to the fifth round and uh, – to a decision, so this might uh, like, jumpstart his career. I don't want to make it seem like Reyes is a nobody. Like I don't want it to come off in that way because in his previous fight before Jones in October, he knocked Chris Weidman out. And Chris Weidman, at one point, was on top of the UFC world yeah. after defeating Anderson Silva. So he's not a nobody, and he's a great fighter. I mean, he just proved all he needed to prove. Like He took John Jones about as to the wire as you could go. But I just he does deserve an immediate rematch. He won't get one. So with that being said, what do you, what would you like to see John Jones do next? You want I know I, I, I know wanna, he I deserves the rematch. But I want to see heavyweight. So Reyes deserves that he deserves the rematch, but 
James has no, nothing else to prove in a light heavyweight. Uh, what's he won? 25? I mean, the he's, longest he's won one in overall. And yeah. his only blemish is a, a no con, or a disqualification. Yeah, it was a penalty or something. Right, yeah. yeah. So, let's move him to heavyweight, see what he can do there. Uh, who, who you would like to see him fight? I mean, the champ, dude. I want him to see him have the light heavyweight title and the heavyweight title. So, no Cormier? You, you're done with that? No, I don't want another Cormier. He's just going to make him cry again. Even if it's a heavyweight where Cormier seems to be, he would have a better chance. Because really, when Jones knocked out Cormier in the previous fight. He was getting beat until he knocked out. Yeah, he was losing on the scorecards. Yeah. So people say, I mean, who knows how Jones would look at heavyweight. That's something we've never seen. Would he be slower? Would he be as... He's he's got got to be slower. What do you think he'd try to get to? 225, two? 35? Two, I think he'd probably fight 230. Yeah. But the thing there. is, like, would that be a natural cut? Because, like, he obviously, I think he probably walks around at, like, 230. You think? Yeah, I think he probably cuts 20-ish pounds to fight at 205. Maybe. So, I think that would be a more natural cut. So, maybe slower. I don't know. Well, I don't know how he would fare at heavyweight, really. But I, I don't think he would be any less dominant. I'll say that. I think he would walk right through Stipe Miocic. And I think he would walk right through Daniel Cormier again. Like, I just think John Jones so is the best fighter John, in the freaking world. I was about to say, you see John Jones is the best pound-for-pound pound fighter ever? A hundred percent. Like, Just stay off the drugs. I mean, and that's such a, a touchy topic with him because some of that stuff proved to be unintentional with, like, the, the, the PED type yeah, stuff. Yeah, some stuff was just completely his fault, though. Yeah, but some of it didn't affect his fighting performance at all. Yeah. Like, speed racing and doing cocaine. But still, he just needs to get his shit together. Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. Don't get me wrong. But, like, we're talking in the octagon. Is he the best fighter ever? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, with that being said, we're talking a little UFC stars, um, the biggest guys in the sport. What do we want to see them do? Who bigger than Conor McGregor? The notorious. So. Conor McGregor. We both kind of agreed we'd like to see John Jones go on to heavyweight, see John what he Jones can do there. Conor McGregor? Please don't do that, Conor. <laughs> It's just we'd like to see Connor we keep fighting. We don't need him to die. Alive for the next couple of years. Yes. So with McGregor, we talked about Jones. Like to see him at heavyweight. Who maybe we'd like to see him fight? Who would you like to see McGregor fight? Because he's got some options at one fifty five. He's got some options at one seventy. Pretty much anyone and everybody wants to fight Connor McGregor for money reasons. Obviously for money reasons, but I mean he's the biggest draw in the sport. McGregor has to beat Khabib in Russia. Dude, that's what, is that what you want to see next? Would you you want to see another? I want one more like like we were talking about. I want one more warm up, you know, and then uh, and then let's let's go to Russia. Let's do it old Rocky style. I mean, hell, let's just train in the snow. You know, would you would you be surprised to see McGregor's social media post him like oh without imitating a doubt. Rocky? Like, Dude, without a doubt, he's gonna try everything in his power to piss off Khabib. <laughs> They they hate each other. I agree. I they said, hate each was, other. But let's. Hey, McGregor was a lot more respectful and like seemed to like have his shit together this past yeah, fight. You know, but like he he was nothing but respectful to Cowboy. And I don't know how but you they could might have a different respect for each other. That's true. Uh, I don't. I think McGregor and Khabib do not like each other at all. I agree, but I don't think McGregor would do what he did in the last camp. Like the going after the family, religion, culture, like throwing stuff at his bus and being yeah. arrested. Like I don't think it goes to that length again. Like I hope not. Uh, that's a little bit past what I like. Uh, 
but I mean, I hope, never, I hope not to that extent. Me. I hope not to that extent because like it essentially delayed the fight. Like, obviously, we don't need him in jail. But we've never seen anything like what happened after their fight with the going like Khabib jumping over <laughs> and attacking McGregor's camp, and then Khabib's camp jumping in and attacking yeah. McGregor. Like, let's, I, I gotta be honest, like that's pretty freaking cool. Like that, was, that shit happened, and like it's definitely fun for the the audience. Like that's pretty freaking cool. Like obviously that doesn't need to be in the sport. Like that's not something that needs to happen regularly. But like that is a historic moment that like I think super awesome. It'll probably go down in history for sure. But with McGregor, I just... I don't want to see Khabib right now. Like, I think that fight's going to be there because I don't see anyone challenging Khabib for the lightweight championship. So, in my opinion, that's not going anywhere. And I don't want to see the Nate Diaz trilogy because it's not going anywhere. Like, Like, for Nate Diaz, that's the biggest fight for him. Like, he will be there whenever McGregor wants it. For me, I want to see Jorge Masdevall. Crazy mother. Like, he got that BMF championship over Nate Diaz. Like, that dude's crazy. Like, that dude... What do you, you have all you those videos go, of him street fighting and all that? Yeah, you can go on YouTube right now and look up, like, Kimbo Slice. Like, his backyard fights from when they used to do that. Like, that dude used to just bare knuckles go at it with some giant people in the backyard. Honestly, McGregor might want to stay away from that guy. I would, I would think he would want to stay away from that guy, but McGregor is just like, his confidence is like next level from anything we've ever seen. Like, he's just like, let's do it. I'll run it wherever you want to. I'm down for whatever. So, in my opinion, I don't know how long Jorge Masvidal is going to be on top of the sport like he appears to be right now. And for him, like, a title shot is probably in order against Usman for the welterweight championship. But I don't care about that. I don't care about these belts anymore. Like, I don't, I don't even care who's the champion. Like, Give me McGregor, Masvidal. Like, let's see those guys duke it out. If McGregor gets through that, then heck yeah, let's see him and Khabib again. Dude, if he, beat, if he beats Masvidal, I'm he's got he's beating Khabib. I don't know, dude. Khabib just like Khabib is just so good on the ground though. Like too, the thing about the thing about McGregor weakness. versus Jorge is like McGregor could catch him with a left hand, which his left hand's amazing, and yep. like a knockout just like that. Like, Khabib's just not even going to let you get the chance. Like, he's going to drag you to the ground and maul you for five rounds. Like, and you're eventually just going to, like, gas out like Connor did the first time and he'll submit him. Mm-hmm. Or he's just going to maul you enough to where, like, you lose a decision, like, yeah. 50 to 44 or something crazy. He's so, not playing for a knockout. He's a different animal. Like, no one, no one has even come close to testing him. Like, Masvidal's been beat, but no one's even on Khabib's level. Like, and Jones has looked tested in his last couple fights. You can definitely make the argument that Khabib is the most dominant fighter in UFC right now. I would think he would be the consensus vote, actually. Tony lost at all? No. He's yeah. like 28 no. He's like no. no and no one's even been He's close. He's no right. one's even been close. But anyway, that's kind of what our opinions are. Let's change the rules. We don't. I mean, not not even change the rules. Let's just get some better judges or something. We don't. We don't need guys winning three rounds, losing championship fights because our name is Johnny Bone Jones because our name is Conor McGregor. Whatever. Like, let's let the winner win. Because really, if Reyes wins that championship fight, then the rematch is probably one of the biggest in the sport. Because oh my God, that guy would beat John Jones. Like now they're rematched. Like John Jones probably still be the favorite because people would think it's a fluke. Like that's how incredible John Jones is. So like. Respect to Reyes. 
I don't want to see the rematch, at least not right now. Jones, let's see what you can do at heavyweight. I don't care who you fight. I just want to see you fight some dude. How about Francis Ngannou? How are we gonna go through and not mention that animal? Like Jones versus Francis Ngannou could be one of the craziest things we've seen. So those guys, let's see, let's see what happens with Jones. Let's see what happens with McGregor. But for now, let's talk a little XFL. XFL. Got an opinion? Just Who's in your general. Favorite team? I guess I gotta go with the Tampa Bay team. I mean, they're the closest team to us. Yeah. What's I mean, their name? Vipers. I'm just making sure you know. Vipers, baby. <laughs> I'm giving up on the Panthers. I'm all in on the Vipers. <laughs> no, actually, I watched the uh, the Vipers game earlier, and that was terrible. Their quarterback's Aaron Murray. Remember him from Georgia? Really? Yeah. And their backup Aaron is Quentin Murray. Flowers, the guy from South Florida. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. But. Aaron Murray looked terrible. Like they, I think the Vipers got down inside the five-yard line four times, and they didn't score a touchdown in the game. Mm. They scored three points. So, yes, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess I already picked the worst team in the league. I'm not sure, but well, I don't. I'm not. I don't know too much about the teams yet. I mean, it just uh, it's first weekend. Uh, a couple of the rules, though, uh, we're gonna kind of go through them. We got to pull them up on the screen. I know the first one to talk about, I kind of like the kickoff. The kickoff's uh, pretty cool. Like, you got to think NFL, they've completely taken the kickoff out of the game. Uh, injuries and all that. I, I, I really like how they are doing it in the XFL. Because uh, really it's a good to way to get around injuries. Yeah. Like really the only guy that's going to get popped now is the, is the return guy. Yeah. And I mean, he's probably the most agile guy on the and field. everyone else isn't running at each other. It's yeah. just... They're so, up right next to each other so that, that avoids the injuries. So if you guys don't know that kickoff rule, so on a kickoff, the kicker will kick the ball from their own 30-yard line, but every blocker on the kickoff team will be lined up on the opposing team's 35-yard line. The return team blockers will be lined up at their own 30, only five yards apart from the kickoff blockers. So only the kicker and the receiver can move before the ball is caught. All other blockers are permitted to move when the ball is caught or three seconds after it hits the ground if the ball isn't caught. Um, kickoffs that fly out of bounds or kicks that don't that fall short of the opposing 20-yard line will result in the receiving team taking the ball at the kicking team's 45. Touchbacks will result in the receiving team starting at their own 35. So I freaking love this. Like, I don't know how I feel about all the rules yet. Like, we'll see as it goes on. But this rule is amazing because to me – the kickoff is one of the most electric plays in football. In the NFL, for injury reasons, concussion, like CTE, all that crap, pretty much completely got rid of it because every crap. NFL kicker can kick it 120 yards. Yeah, all that crap. All that crap. Concussion, CTE. Like, I want you guys Who just keep hitting that? each other. Like, I don't want to see flag football. Like, we don't care about You signed up for this. No, no, no. But I love it because – you're taking away the giant hits, which is what the NFL had such a problem with. You're you're letting the blockers line five yards apart. And then the return guy essentially chooses because I mean in the touch in a touchback you're getting at a 35 instead of 25. So that's limiting some hits there because a lot of times they're probably gonna want to take that touchback because 35 is a pretty good field position. But then you get the chance to return it and avoid those big hits and also get those electric plays. So I'm with it. I'm with it for the kickoff change. Yeah. I like that. So a couple a couple other ones. I think one of the biggest differences, and this one is definitely up for debate because, I mean, we haven't gotten a chance to see what works yet. So the point after touchdown plays, the XFL 
there are no kicked extra points after touchdowns. So instead, teams will have an option to run a play to score either one, two, or three extra points, creating the possibility for a nine-point touchdown. A one-point try will be run from the two-yard line, a two-point try from the five-yard line, and a three-point try from the ten. Opinion? I can tell you this right now, I'm not doing a one-point try. Just right off the bat, you're rolling it out every time you score? I'm going at least two. Okay. Elaborate. I ain't no... <laughs> That's it. So, with I'm that being... Two so, just real quick. With go that big being, or go home. With that being said, or, or would you go for two every time in the NFL then? I'm pretty sure they've done like a research on it and it's like... Worth it, isn't it? it? No, no, that's that's on going going forward on fourth down. That's like a if you're like that's if you're like within fourth and three or something like that, uh, then it's worth it to go for it. Even if you're on your own thirty, like the the odds play in your favor. I don't know, man. So like we we were talking about a little a little bit off the air, and like I just don't know if I'm going to want to take points off the board. Like, obviously, dependent on the situation, sometimes you'll have to go for two or three maybe. But, dude, going for three from the 10-yard line? The 10 might be a little different. But, I mean, just think about this. We, we played flag football in a league. And going from one was from the two-yard line. And going for two was from the – it might have been the four. We always went for two. Yeah, but that's a little different, I think, when we're talking about professional football. Because like, I'm going think to about it. It. let's just talk about football it's in three general. Yards. Let's talk about football in general. Yeah, so that three yards is a huge difference, though. No. So a, a one point try. Let's say they get the two yards, they get the one point. Two yards per play isn't even good. Like averaging two yards per play isn't even good. That's not nearly as difficult to get than averaging five yards per play. I'll get five. <laughs> Every time you give me one play, I'll get you five. Oh my gosh! I'm trying out for ten. Keeper sell Heisman Trophy winner over here, bro. If it's me, I'm not even. I'm not even messing with the three point try. Eligibility. <laughs> I'm not even messing with the three point try, like ten yards to get an extra two points. Like, other than a situation depending on it where I need maybe to tie the game late in the game or something like that, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like that's far too risky. It is so difficult to get ten yards. And the thing is, you don't have room necessarily. Like you're from the ten yard line, so like the back of the end zone is all you got. To me, if the score is zero to zero, you score. I'm going for two. Uh, the only reason I go for one if it if it depends on just the situation of the game. If you're down one late in the game, maybe something like that. But I mean, if the score is zero zero, we just score a first drive of the game. I'm going for. I'm starting it off going for two. That's just my opinion personally. I think I'm going one. I think yeah, I'm gonna be a little bucks. sissy. I think I'm gonna be a little sissy right off the bat. I'm going. I'm going one just because I think it's a smarter play. Two-yard run, not nearly as difficult to get. Because Austin Poole doesn't like to have fun. I like to win. And he wins at nothing. <laughs> I'm a championship winner. That that extra three yards doesn't sound like much, but in hindsight, like it's really a, a big difference, especially when you're like cramped at the goal line right there, not a lot of space. So that's one. That's That'll be interesting to see because that, that point after right there could change like the entire league. You know, like yep. if you got one team, it's just like, hey man, we're going for three every time. I was reading up on some stuff. There's probably not going to be any games that are going to overtime in the XFL. So what's the reason behind that? If it comes down to it and the team scores late, I'd imagine they're going for the win. 
Most of the time. So you think they'd rather back up the three? Since there's yeah. no kicking PATs, yeah. they're going to back it up three yards and say, hey. They'll take their chances and go for the win. Yeah. No one's no one's playing for the tie. Yeah. You're going to play for the win. I mean, but we say that, but then, like, in the NFL or college football, like, how often do we – I mean, sometimes when they're the underdogs, teams go for the win. And in NFL, I believe it's from the three-yard line that you can go for two. And oftentimes, like, they'd rather kick the PAT, you know, which now the NFL's backed up the PAT, and they're, they're not really gimmies anymore. Yeah, but the thing is, you're still putting your offense on the field from the two-yard line. Like, you have to put your offense on the field. You're not No, you're putting the, them you're on the field from the, the five-yard line. Yeah, if you're going for two. Right. But I'm so, saying either way, the offense is on the field. You're not kicking a PAT, which is 95% automatic. I see what you're saying. That, that, that two-yard two yard line is not nearly still, automatic because we see people make yeah. goal-line stands all the time. Yeah. So it's still. Makes sense. That makes so sense. So you think a PAT you're going to make a good one, good kicker you'd make ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, two yard line, put your offense out there. Um, no way, it's ninety nine percent, maybe eighty percent success from the two yard line. Yeah. So, and then the five yard line, if it's at sixty percent, is that twenty percent worth it? Maybe you know? depend, so maybe depending on the team you're playing. Yeah. How good is their red zone D? What do we know about but that I, team? I think. Probably just with it being that way, I don't think there's going to be as much overtime. And that's they said they want to kind of try Get to take that, that out of the XFL. They don't want as much overtime games. They want their games quick. Uh, they don't want as much ads or anything like that. Uh, they want their games to last like two hours, 45 minutes, like pretty quick games. So, I like that because yeah. we're, we're getting to the point now where freaking championship football games are four and a half hours long, Yeah, which is ridiculous. We're starting Super Bowls at 6 o'clock mm. and I'm over by midnight. Which is unbelievable. Well, it's better than starting the national championship at eight thirty, and that ending at what one on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so another one, just a real simple one. XFL. You only need one foot in bounds. Thoughts? I like two feet. If you're going to be, if the XFL is considered professional, then it's I like two feet better. That's. I mean, I think I think the rules should be the same throughout all. All levels, I think it should be two feet probably. Just that's one reason. That's one reason the XFL. Well, obviously the one foot is similar to college, but they're doing these rule changes to spice it up. Yeah. Like they want to be different. I think they don't want consistency with the NFL because then they're going to just say, "Hey, this league's already established as the best professional league. If we do exactly what they do with less teams, you know, just trying to start out, we won't have success." The only thing that really excites me about the XFL is uh, the fact that it's just more football. We don't have to wait till August. Uh, the season's what's it? So it's starting a week after the Super Bowl, and, essentially. And uh, the championship game is going to be a day after the NFL draft. So you got that little three month gap. There's no football. That's just three three less months without football uh, throughout the entire year. So I'm I'm, I'm down with that. I'm always down with more football. And that's that's the audience they want to go for. I think there's like. 40 million some odd fans that are diehard football fans that wanted more football. So, I mean, I feel like hopefully they can last. I mean, might not be the best players in the world, but, I mean, it's more football to watch. So, I'm down for it, guys. I'm with it, too. And anything to get more football on TV, American football. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just can't get into this. America, baby. <laughs> I just can't get into this Canadian league. I can't get into this arena league. Uh, I'm not. I'm not big on the arena. So, like anything, like I know there's some different rule changes from this to the NFL, but anything like Americanized football, 
I'm all for it. Like like he was saying, like if we can get three more months of football, spice in some spring college football, NFL draft, and then all I got to do is enjoy my summer before college football is back, yep. then I'm all for it. It's easy to enjoy the summer. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, <laughs> that's the nice thing about football landing where it is. Oh, yeah. But uh, so one other rule change. So with punts, the punting rules have also been changed to entice coaches to go for it more on fourth down. So all punts that result in touchbacks will be will be placed on the receiving team's 35 instead of the 20 in the NFL. So punts that go out of bounds. I'm putting it at midfield. So here's this. This is the big change here. So, yeah, that's a 15-yard difference, but here's this. Punts that go out of bounds will also be placed at the receiving team's 35 or wherever the ball went out if that occurred before reaching the 35. So you can't try and pin them deep and let that thing bounce out there at the three-yard line. So – yeah, I mean, honestly, what's the point of punting the ball? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're on your own 10-yard line, you might as well go for it. Yeah, right, field position. Yeah. Obviously, if you're on your side of – really, I mean, if, if you're, you're inside like, of your – If you're on your own 40 and up, might as well go for it. Yeah, because they're going to get it. At least I mean, midfield. You're, all you're going to do is change the field roughly 20 yards if yeah. you're at your own 40. Yep. So, I mean, unless you can somehow we'll, – we'll see how it plays out, how often punts are actually returned, you know. And it's going to be weird. You know, we're so used to watching one kind of football. Uh, it's going to be weird something trying to get a couple here. of these rules. But. I'm seeing something else here. The punting team cannot cross the line of scrimmage before the ball is kicked. So that's going to reduce the amount of fair catches. And so they'll return it more. So then that maybe that'll level out, hey, we'll still punt it from here because – Maybe they're more likely to return it since we can't run and go get them until we punt the ball. Yeah. And another thing I like about the XFL uh, is those in-game interviews. That's pretty cool. Uh, how about that one kicker who misses a field goal and then has to go straight to do an interview? It's like, so why'd you miss that kick? Uh, I don't know because the peanut butter. What do you think? I just missed the kick. Like, yeah. <laughs> back up, dude. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool how I like it a lot. Though. They have like the microphones. Dude, I even saw them yeah, interviewing the coaches. head coaches today. Yeah. Like – and you Everyone's can you, you, you can hear their play calls. Yeah. Like I don't know how are we preventing like other teams from getting on the team. The other team, I'm hiring how a tech we, guy and hacking into that shit. Why do we even need them hire a tech guy? They're on Fox. Can, <laughs> can we not? Can we not get our our booth, our guys up in the booth to turn on the TV? Yeah. How are we preventing that? Oh, they're running left flat, whatever. <laughs> you know? Like, well, maybe they don't know what all the signals mean, but I'm sure yeah. they can figure figure it out over the course of a game. Yeah. But it's interesting for sure. So we'll we'll see how the season goes. Hopefully, hopefully they last, guys. I mean, they so have a good CEO. Let's talk that. about that. Will will it last? More than likely, no. I mean, NFL rules and what was that league? The AAF. I mean, they show you how hard it is for a, a league to get established. But uh, you know, they got a good. They got a guy that has a good bit of money that's helping run that's this thing. So that's a good start. What's his net worth of two point two billion? So. I'd say uh, uh, he's done fairly well with the uh, – And this is their, their, their second go at it. You know, they started in the early 2000s. But, you know, we'll see how it does. Uh, I'm, we're, I'm just excited to, to have some more football, but not, so, not too much to say other than that right now. I'm going to say it does last. I hope here's, so. Here's my reasons. One, the NFL, people like as the years go on, people hate the NFL. People like hate Roger Goodell. Everyone says the NFL games are boring. Like, just take too damn long. The only reason it's getting watched is because it's the premier football league. But really, like, 
a lot of stuff that goes on in the NFL, people hate it. People hate the diva, Antonio Brown crap, the Richard Sherman crap. Like, like we just want to see quality football. Like, that's why people in the Southeast love college football so much. Like, that is intense. Like, I don't feel that way about the NFL. Like, it's not intense. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously part of that is you're getting paid millions. Like, it's not for the love of the game and trying to get to that point anymore. Like, you're already there. But I just think the NFL is kind of like their ratings have been down over the last couple of years. Like, they're, they're going back on some of their rules as far as, like, with the celebrating. Like, there were the No Fun League, you know, a couple of years ago, and they had to change their own rules strictly because of what the media and fans were saying about mm-hmm. them because they weren't appreciating, well, we can't even celebrate. And now we got these freaking guys damn near acting out movies when they <laughs> score a touchdown. So, like, one extreme to the other, like, the NFL is just – I don't know, man. So th- that's one thing. Another thing is, this is the XFL's second try. With the same same guy, the one that started up. Yeah. I think they've learned a lot from that first experiment. They've this, been doing a bunch of research on what yeah, America what wants. What works and what doesn't. And I think they've learned a lot from that experience. And they seem to have more players as well that are more like Just kind quality of like football The players. bigger names that couldn't cut it out in the NFLs. You and got some the Cardell Jones and the... Like you said, Aaron Murray. So I mean, Landry Jones. He Landry was a backup Jones. behind Big Ben. I mean, if it wasn't for Big Ben, he'd have been a Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback, you know? Yeah. Like, he sat behind one of the greatest that played the game since we've been alive. So, I mean, there's some quality guys on the field. Um, they went out and got some good quarterbacks. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it pans out. But Yep. It's just time will tell. So, one other big controversial topic this weekend the Damian Lillard missed goaltending in the Blazers Jazz game. Thoughts? How the heck is it not reviewable? Is my first thought. I mean, I understand they don't call it on the court, but I mean, that's a two point play for a team that's fighting for a playoff spot. So, for those of you who don't know, the rule is if you don't call goaltending on the floor as it happens, it's not reviewable. It's only a reviewable play if they call the goaltending and then you go back and review to see if it was or not. But in my opinion, what's the damn difference? Like, yeah. who cares if it's if it happened or if it didn't? Like, call it as you see it. Let's make goaltending reviewable, period. You just cost the Blazers a game. Like, they're fighting for their freaking playoff lives, and we're going to cost them a win. Let's straight up tell it like it is. The referees cost them a win. Like, there's really no way around it, in my opinion. The referees cost them a win. And that might end up costing them getting the eighth spot in the West. We'll see. I mean, God forbid forbid the Blazers don't make it by a game. I I hope not, because... I hope not, too. Damian Lillard will... Oh, my God. Make some... uh, We're going to see some... I don't know if he's going to (laughs) get fined for the comments he did did make, but we will see some fines... If, if they miss it by a game. They're sitting at 24 and 29 right now. Uh, two and a half games back at the Grizzlies. Uh, what do you say? They got that that center coming back here shortly. Yes. So they'll probably, and, and I think the Grizzlies have like the toughest schedule uh, left. So I see the Trailblazers, you know, pulling it out, getting that eighth spot, but that one could be costly. So like you were saying, the Blazers do have um, a big piece coming back for them and Yusuf Nurkic. Um, if y'all remember, he went down with a pretty gruesome leg injury last year, and he's been out for a long time. They're expecting a February return. Um, I think the Blazers get the eight spot because the Grizzlies are just 
They're very young. I think the Grizzlies have great potential to be a good team in the next few years, but they're super young, and their schedule is super difficult to finish the year out. And let's not forget, like, yeah, the Blazers are five game under five, five games under five hundred. But we're talking about a team that made the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, this team has the potential to go win ten in a row. Like, they could do that. Damian oh, Lillard, sure. CJ McCollum, they got Melo actually Mello, playing well. Baby. I mean, he's playing well. Um, so they they have the potential to make a run to do anything in the West. No, they can't. But to make the playoffs. We'll yeah, see. I think so. I mean, I I just I'm not a believer in the Grizzlies. Like, I mean, shouts to them with with what they have to be a 500 team. Great story, John Morant, obviously up in the up in the running for Rookie of the Year. We'll see how that finishes out with Zion and everything. But if you made me pick today, I'm I'm taking the Blazers with still the second half of the season to go, essentially. Just because that center's coming back is the only reason I'm picking them. So without them, you you're not. You don't think that front I mean, they court? They haven't done any, anything all year to prove me otherwise. They're sitting at twenty four and twenty nine. Yeah, but I mean, so let's talk about this. Why aren't they better? Like we're talking about a team that won fifty three games last year. Obviously, they got swept in the Western Conference Finals, but by the Warriors, who were healthy at the time, and they're not going to get into the playoffs this year. Maybe if it ends today, they don't get the playoffs. So why the big difference? They add Melo, yeah, they lose the center, but like, they still have their two best players, some of the two of the best shooters in the game. I'll tell you why right now, Miss Dalton. Oh my gosh! That, I mean, that's defined their entire season. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the fifteenth time it's happened. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I just, I, I'm really, I don't understand that. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't have their stat sheets, you know, right in front of me or anything, but the Blazers. We're expected to be a quality team to compete in the West coming into this year, and we're seeing them fight and claw for a playoff spot. So with the with the Damian Lillard stuff, like, and the thing is that guy's been balling. Like that dude's dropping like forty plus a game over the past two weeks, and I mean C.J. McCollum's still there. I don't think he's had as good of a year shooting wise, but he's still a quality player. Like, I think their they're core is still with there. Some, some injuries on and off all year. And I guess that center is obviously pretty important to that team, maybe. But, you know, we'll see with the Blazers. Hopefully they get the eighth spot. We're both making that pick. But uh, let me mention something real quick here. Let's hear it. I, I sure hope your Clippers don't don't meet the oh, Timberwolves in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. Let's just, I just want to point it out right now that he said – he's and he said this a couple times, your Clippers. <laughs> I'm not a Clippers fan. I don't care. Uh, the only reason I'm gonna I call them your Clippers just because you predicted them. The only reason finals. I'm a Thunder fan, you know that have been a long yeah, time. Yeah. Don't care about the Clippers. The only reason I want the Clippers. He already ordered a quad jersey, guys. Don't no, stop it. The only reason I want the Clippers to perhaps make the NBA Finals because he's a LeBron hater. I'm a LeBron hater. I'm just going to tell it like it is. I'm sick of that guy, man. That's fine. I mean, like, and don't get me the wrong. The Clippers probably will as long as they don't meet the Timberwolves in the playoffs. Is all I'm saying. Well, thank God the Timberwolves are 16 and 35 and 23 games out of first place. Well, they just got their butts whooped. They they beat the Clippers by 27. Yeah, 27 points. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that was bad. That was bad. 142 points on the Clippers. But we're not going to sit here and say one game's going to define the year. The Clippers are still playing. If they no. look like they might have scored 180, in your opinion. <laughs> stop it. you got to stop with these crazy things. You're putting words in my mouth here. <laughs> D'Lo did not play. 
And though they would not put 180 on him because he wouldn't have dropped 40, but. Yeah, because. Because we don't God need D'Lo to average over 28 a game. Okay, he averaged 28, guys. We're getting, we're getting into our last podcast here. So, But the, like I was saying, the reason I'd like to see the Clippers is because I don't want to see LeBron in the finals anymore. Like, I just, I've seen it. I'm good on it. Don't care. Like, I respect what the guy's done on the court. He's obviously in the conversation for to be the best player of all time. He's in the conversation. He's not, but he's in the conversation. I think people were uh, definitely talk about it a lot more once he retires and see I mean, I'll tell you the what, final product of and, work. And the thing is, though, like no matter how much people want to bring up, oh, his stats are better, he's done this and that, overall he's a better player. Yeah, you can make the argument for him, no doubt. People care the most about winning championships. That's why you play the game. Yeah. So while I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Michael Jordan's the best because he's got three more championships. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But – because in that matters. case, you say Bill Russ, Bill Russell's the best. Right, player. like, and obviously, like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not saying it's purely based off championships, but at the end of the day, in the eye of the people, like that matters a lot. So if we're gonna sit here, and if LeBron doesn't win another one, like if he chills out his days in L.A. being a monster that he is, but not winning championships, then how? I don't know. People aren't gonna put him there. Like he, in my opinion, he's got to get another one at least. He's got to get at least another one to really be like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's see, let's see LeBron take over. We'll see. He's still got probably four or five more years. Uh, really, what I want to see one, is how long can helps. he keep it up at the pace that he's keeping it up. Kobe, like Kobe point, was still keeping it up in his seventeenth year too. Right. That's what LeBron's in right now. Uh, Jordan but was still playing after the game did his Kobe just year. like shred his Achilles and you know about it, the eighteenth and nineteenth. Yeah, so, so it we'll started start to decline. In the next year or two, if LeBron can really keep up, I mean, he spends you know a million dollars a year on his nutrition say, and fitness. So we, I'm sure like, Kobe did that too. You know, Kobe was. But the thing about LeBron is, is that he is like a physical, athletic specimen that really we've never seen in the NBA. No, like that dude is just a freak athlete who would not surprise me to keep doing what he's doing for three or four more years at least. Yep, I mean we so, we haven't seen a guy like him before, so. We'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if LeBron and AD can get it done this year. Obviously, a long way to go. Um, that's a pretty tight little race atop the Western Conference. So, but with that being said, I think we're gonna wind things down here. Anything else you wanna wanna add? Go ahead. Get out your phone right now. You probably listened to it on the phone. Go to IG. Subscribe to Sub Zero Sports. Give us that follow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us that follow on Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Like our page, share us. You know, we be sharing stuff on our story probably every, you know, three or four times a day. We ask questions, what y'all want to hear. So give us some feedback. Let us know. Other than that, I hope y'all have a great week. And like he was saying, like, we want your feedback. Like, we want the support. Like, we, we're asking these questions because we want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. So get on there. Give us that follow. Anything you guys can tell us about what's going on, how we're doing, what you want to see improve, let us know. We'll do our best to fix that. Enjoy your week. Let's go. We out.